Yeah, we're live. We're live. <laughs> what up? Let's get weird. It's your boy, Tommy G, here with the Friday edition of the Stay Cashin' Show. Evan, what did you do? You played a clip of that? I heard Bill freaking out. So I just, I let the audio go so they couldn't see us, but they could hear it. It's just Bill going, how about you be respectful when someone's on the fucking phone? <laughs> gets a phone we're about to go live on air and bill gets a phone call from uh, we don't know who it is he just gets up walks away and then we hear him going okay lorraine yeah all right lorraine lorraine all right and then and then you hear him trying to get off and he's like yeah everything's good lorraine and i'm like what the fuck are you doing get off the phone and then if we yeah, try well, a fucking doctor's calling like a fucking who knows their do- who, who's doc- who gives a fuck what i call her what are you, <laughs> what are you yelling for Rackets, the doctor's name's Lorraine. Wasn't she 98? <laughs> Gotta be. Lorraine. I thought it was like one of your mom's friends. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're so stupid. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's fucking get weird. Joey Rackets, how you feeling? Uh, I'm great, Lorraine. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, how you doing today? What's your doctor's name? Fucking uh, Meredith. Greta. We're we're gonna go with Meredith. Meredith. Oh, Meredith. <laughs> you could be younger with Meredith. But uh, yeah, Bill goes to the doctor so much he does know him by first name. Bill, how you doing today? Everything good? You in a good mood? He's gonna leave. <laughs> no, I'm like two seconds away. He can't leave. He did research on Mickey Gall, so he's good. He found out a little link between him and the Mick. So uh, for those of you that don't know, we tweeted it on socials. Uh, just found out last night. Normally, we would do a little more run-up and promotion for it. But uh, just found out uh, Constantino uh, had lunch with Mickey Gall. And we're going to actually have Mickey Gall, UFC welterweight. Um, awesome dude, too. Jersey boy. And uh, you guys need to follow him. I think his Twitter is with just at Mickey Gall, right? He doesn't really use Twitter much. I think he uses uh, Instagram a lot more. So uh, follow him at Mickey Gall. I just want to make sure. Is that right, Evan? This is where you're supposed to do research quick and answer so I don't stutter and stumble here and look like a fucking retard. Well, if you did it beforehand. Well, I mean, I, I'm not studying so much. Twi- I was going to do it, but you're fucking talking to doctors. Oh, yeah. I, I stopped you from doing research on our guest. No, I did. I, I don't need to do research. I know who fuck Mickey where, Ball where is. He's he a fucking up? stud. Where did he grow up? Jersey. Where? Jersey. Where in Jersey? I don't fucking know. In Jersey. I'm not, it's not a homework assignment. Where in Jersey, Bill? I bet you Bill knows. Watch Young Hills High School he went to. All right. There you go. There you go. He went to the he same grew university. grew up in Greenbrook, New Jersey. Wow. Look at you. You could you got an A on the exam. So Mickey will be joining us probably around 245. Uh, excited to have him on. He's got a podcast. He's got a bunch of shows. He's uh, doing a lot of stuff in the media world on top of being an awesome UFC fighter. So excited to have him on. We're going to do the normal run through baseball, basketball, hockey bets. Smash them as usual. And uh, we do have something to talk about. The NFL schedules have been released. Yep. So uh, we could touch on that too. But E, what do you got to start us off here, bro? First of all, Colt four ninety nine in the right. chat. Rup forty five. Uh, appreciate the money. Hate the uh, Rup forty five tag. Fuck Rup forty five. Well, we is this sniffing salts? What were you just doing there? What was I doing? I think it said, like looked like you were like sniffing. There was salt. a uh, there's like a hair on my mic and it was, annoyed me, so I had to. Ah, okay, cool. So what's up? Um. Well, we got to keep this show tight yes. uh, if we want them around by 245. So we're yes. just going to talk about the schedule release. Okay. Um, Jets what, play obvious... five primetime games. 
obviously the Jets are the one I want to talk about. Um, before we talk about the schedule release, do you have the video from the Titans? Yes. Okay, we need to play this. Can you can you play it so we can hear it? I know it's on a 30-second delay, so we're behind it. Is it loud enough that we'll be able to hear it? What's going on at the time? Let me see if I can share it with you guys as well. Or or, or not. Just play it normal. It doesn't matter. Don't don't try anything new. Oh, okay. You could. Wow. What is this? Look at this. What is happening here? What the fuck? Oh, why my whole screen gets? I hit? don't know, but he's sharing it with us. Do you see it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's go. So this is. Hold on. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. So this is the Tennessee Titans <laughs> schedule run. This is cool, man. I feel like I we're in a new like world. This. I don't like <laughs> this. I don't like Call Lorraine. See if you can fucking do some changes on it. Bill does not like change at all. So this is the Titans social media, who deserves tenure, uh, schedule release. So they went to each person on the street uh, in Nashville, and they asked them who the logo of each team week by week was. <laughs> Play it. What the f is that? Because I know what the music is! The Boston Bobcats! No idea, no idea! Baltimore. Baltimore Orioles. There you go, Rackets. Orioles. This one is the Red Stallions. <laughs> the Red Stallions. 699. Scott Foster refing Heat's Knicks. Heat 0-10 and 1-9 against the spread in the last 10 games. Foster has refed their games. Knicks money line. Bill, you agree with the Hoff Daddy? I mean, yeah, I agree with the research. I just don't know if the Knicks win. I would like to see them win. Um, but according to TikTok, the guy said Denver or the Eagle. Or yeah, Philadelphia. we'll talk about that when we get to the NBA. Uh, Colt would like to contribute $4 just to say hi to Hoffman and call him Hiffman the Hifster. And uh, then Colt would like to let us know Eagles, 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 and uh, fuck the Eagles. But uh, all right. So schedule releases. Uh, what, do you, what do you have there, E, for the Jets? Oh, I'm, I'm 
Well, we play five primetime games, and also the first game on Black Friday, the first ever game on Black Friday, <clears throat> and the NFL's thinking about making that a uh, a yearly thing. So the Jets might be in in the running for being on Black Friday every single year. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's awesome. I love the Black Friday game. I think that's great. Um, a lot of people on uh, Carton and Roberts the other day were complaining about. They were arguing back and forth whether their Eagles Giants should be a Christmas Day game that it takes away from the family, that you shouldn't have, like, rivalries and stuff on those days. It should just be, like, the fucking Lions and teams you can half pay attention to. Jets also have the Hall of Fame game, the preseason game that kicks off the preseason August 3rd. So the first football you will be watching live will be the Jets, uh, which is nice. Uh, the Jets' schedule is pretty fucking insane, and, and this is nice, E, because most people are talking about the schedules around the league and who has the toughest, who has the weakest. But the hot topic is the Jets' schedule. Right. So us talking about the Jets here is not fucking uh, just us being biased. But the Jets start with the Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, Giants, Chargers. That's a gauntlet, dude. That's a gauntlet. And then it gets real easy in the back half after the Bills. Uh, Dolphins twice will handle that. But then Falcons, Texans, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. So as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, I would have personally liked that schedule flipped yeah. and like to have some easy games early yeah. while they're still getting chemistry and not be playing the fucking Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Belichick, and Chiefs. But they well, December December 3rd, they play the Falcons. Um, the Jet at Jet Falcons at Jets. My birthday's December 7th. So mm-hmm. you, could, you could take me to the game for my birthday. Honestly, dude, it's, it's – I'm probably going to go to two or three Jets games this year. I don't go to football games because we're so busy – fucking watch it but the primetime games are the ones we go to right because they're not cutting in the four deep bets and betting and, and all the dfs all the shit that we're doing so five primetime games is huge i'll go to a primetime game whatever monday night thursday night uh sunday night probably not uh black friday 100 percent. and uh bill I'll, I'll go to the falcons game dude desmond ritter my boy i just don't know who i'd be rooting for desmond ritter at the jets kind of torn i hope ritter throws for 350 and the jets win but uh Bill, did you see what the Falcons did on Twitter, by the way? Uh, yeah, I saw something about that today. The, uh, the video we just showed is going so viral, even though Evan thinks the Chargers one's better. I want to play that's... it. I want to no, play it. It's, no, it's two minutes long. It's anime. It's stupid. You go, dude, I, I, I got bored after 30 seconds. It may be better, but it's not dumb, quick humor. It's like you got to pay attention and find the little nuggets. That's, and that's the best part, dude. Yeah, but and it's boring to play for two minutes here. That was funny. Like, that's just going to be two minutes that we don't have. But listen, obviously I'm right, Evan, because the Atlanta Falcons changed their name to the Red Stallions on Twitter because yeah, of the I Titans mean. video. So listen, my video is going more viral. So let us know in the chat or in the comments which team's schedule release you thought was – post a poll, Evan. Post a stay cash. Jets versus Giants. Jets do play the Giants. Bill, very, very good. October 29th, I'll be there. Yeah, that's like Bill's like the kid in school rackets. Like, you know how your son goes to school and they're like, all right, who needs a pen? You know, and Bill's like, I have a pen. You know, and they're like, no, 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 William, who needs a pen? I brought my pen, Lenore. My <laughs> clicks. My clicks. Lorraine. Miss Lorraine. Or the fuck it is. But uh, all right, what else we got? This, we'll go through the schedules on uh, Tuesday and we have a little less to do and we'll break them down team by team. But, uh, let us know what you guys thought of your team schedules uh, on Twitter and then vote on that poll. We got a tight show here. We got to get to Mickey going. We got to get the bets in. So I don't yeah, waste We might as well just keep it moving. Nothing really. Yeah. What other, what other headlines we got here? Right? Uh, Warriors stay alive. 
Panthers don't don't finish the sweep. Well, the Warriors uh, not only stayed alive, Bill. I I wrote the script for that game. Yeah, like that game was half. fixed. Like obviously, yeah. I wrote the script. I'm like, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be close first quarter. This is how every scripted NBA game goes. When you know a team's going to win, like the Warriors in Game Two or the Warriors in Game Five, because they need to extend the series. Here's exactly how it goes. Went the same with the Knicks Heat. First quarter close or losing, the team that's supposed to win. Second quarter, the team that's supposed to win, like the Warriors or the Knicks, turn it around, go into the halftime with a lead anywhere from like three to ten points, something reasonable but starting to pull away. Third quarter shit stomp, and then fourth quarter win by 15. Pretty much every game. The superstar goes off at the beginning, LeBron, drops 20 in the first half, and then drops five in the second half. Drops 20 in the first so that he could pad his numbers, and then shits the bed so they can make sure the Anthony team Davis is playing tonight. Anthony Davis will be playing tonight. And uh, he's on the injury report only for his ankle, nothing with his head. So Anthony Davis got taken off in a fucking wheelchair, dude. The Shaq and Charles Barkley thing on TNT was the single funniest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. <clears throat> they couldn't even control themselves. Remember that, Bill? They were laughing so hard. Anthony Davis went off in a wheelchair, bro. A wheelchair for a non-concussion. A wheelchair. Is there anyone made of more glass than Anthony Davis? No. It's insane. A grown-ass man who's seven feet tall. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Bro, you're six eleven or whatever, seven two, whatever. Fuck, you can't be carted off in a wheelchair, dude. I had concussions and went back in the football game. They had to hide my helmet, let alone fucking carted off in a wheelchair. It looked like he got hit though, so that was the issue, dude. There was like six inches of force, and you know it's a good time. Probably ask Mickey this. It was six inches of force. It wasn't hit. It, it wasn't well, even hit that hit, hard, right? Unless you got hit in the temple, bro. You would have to have a clean shot from like a pointed elbow in the temple. That was oh, flush. I mean, that, that spread could... the uh, – dude, I don't know, man. That was the biggest joke I've ever seen, Anthony Davis. But uh, we'll get into that a little more when we get to the NBA. Uh, any other headlines from yesterday? Um, Hoffman, Hoffman said Jets might also be on hard knocks. So Yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm sure Rodgers wants to be on hard knocks for sure. Um, what was I going to say? Phoenix Suns. Uh, what an embarrassment yesterday. Absolute fucking embarrassment. Just boat raced from start to finish. So, Tommy G, might be eating your words on them Denver Nuggets. You were shitting on them all season. They've been the best team in the playoffs so far, hands down. Um, You know, the the, the Heat is second place. Uh, But if they get to this, uh, they they win this Western Conference championship and get to the finals, you got to eat it. I mean, listen, they've had a really tough road playing the fucking Minnesota Timberwolves missing three players and the Suns who've been playing together for seven days missing two players. I mean, give me a break. I mean, the Lakers have been playing just as together as the fucking... Listen, if the Warriors beat the Lakers, which they will, which they will, we got the plus 400 the other day. It's down to like plus, I think, 190 or something. If the Warriors beat the Lakers, which I pray that they do, uh, Warriors will smack the Nuggets and and I'll be fucking uh, sitting pretty. So I'll be good. Who on the Warriors is going to guard Jokic? No one. No one. No one needs to. Well, I want to know. No one needs to. No one needs, no one needs to. to. Uh, that's good. That's good. good. Who needs going to fucking guard yeah, Jokic? What do you mean? telling them. No one needs to guard him. No one now. needs him. Just let him get his 40 and we'll just beat him other ways. So. I, mean, I just, I, I, I can't talk to stupidity. I mean, you can, you, can, you can talk. You can. Tonight, when your Knicks and your Kings are both eliminated after tonight. After tonight. Any other headlines Next. there? Uh, Scherzer, Scherzer said he's going to deal with a back injury all year, Bill. How do you feel about that? 
I mean, nah. <laughs> Losers. How do you feel about it? What team do you like, bro? I like a bunch of teams. Okay, like Ghost. Mariners. See now, no, no. Which team do I like? Who's my favorite team? I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm boycotting. I'm boycotting the Yankees because of Aaron Boone. I told you that three years ago. So I like the Mariners. They're my adopted team. I don't know. I root for the Pirates and the Royals and the shitty teams. Rackets, I haven't heard him say one thing about the Mariners. Because they're not playing good. What do you want me to do? Run around and fucking brag about an 18 and 19 team? Like, I'm still on the fucking Mariners wagon. One thing about them. Listen, I'm a Yankee fan who's in boycott. Okay? I'm in boycott until Boone's gone. And I'm right. Because for the last four years, Aaron Boone's destroying this team. So I'm right for my boycott. The Mariners are fine. They get the same record as the fucking Mets. They're fine. Yeah, the same record as the Yankees almost. Yeah, they're fine. Rackets oh, the Mets are just... fine. So the Mets are fine. No, the Mets have the highest payroll in the fucking world, and they're a disaster. The uh, Seattle just isn't hitting. The Mets don't have hitters. There's a difference. Cal Raleigh <laughs> and Julio Rodriguez would be like the fucking three and four hitters on the fucking Mets. Um, Seattle isn't seen... hitting. The Mets have don't have seen... hitters. Have you seen the guy who's coming up, Gary Sanchez? Have you seen... <laughs> <laughs> hitting tanks in Buffalo, dude? Tanks. Thanks for the kids throwing them underhand softballs. Another, another uh, text by Hoffman. No one needs to guard Jokic. That's kind of insane. I'm fucking kidding, you idiots. No, listen, you said it. We're holding you to it. Oh, okay, so you say that you'd fucking uh, do something ridiculous. I got to hold you to it? Obviously, you got to guard Jokic, you asshole. Who's going to guard him? Fucking Looney's going to guard him. I don't know. No one can guard Jokic. What does it matter? Who, who's going into a series saying who's going to guard Jokic? No one. The guy drops 35 and 10 every game. Who's going to guard him? Nobody. You got to stop Murray. You got to stop KCP. You got to stop the other people. You don't got to worry about fucking Jokic. He's going to get 40 every game. Fucking going to guard Jokic. Who's going to guard LeBron? Who cares? He's going to drop 30. Anyone. Anyone. You've been sucking LeBron's dick all year. Anyway, Evan, you had something else to say before Bill started rudely interrupting us with stupidity? Um, Colt donated 199 said, "I I put a girl in a wheelchair with three inches of force. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he didn't put her in the wheelchair the only reason she slept with him is because she was already in a wheelchair <laughs> and then uh, uh doug donated five bucks said warriors to the moon let's go dougie fresh warriors to the moon to the moon you don't even believe in the moon that's why i think they're going to infinity and beyond no ceiling if there's no moon <laughs> Bill's face up, <laughs> oh, Salini dropping his soccer play. He's good with these. Immobile to score any time. Lazio v Lecce. Lecce. Immobile. Okay. Cool. That's like Bill. Immobile. I got blood work today, by the way. So we'll find out Monday if I have fucking AIDS, cancer, and 16 other things. But uh, rackets, my heart rate was fine. Everything's perfect. I kept going to the doctor, like, what's wrong? Something's got to be wrong. He's like, no, everything's, everything's good. So the last thing I want to find out on Monday is that nothing's wrong with me. Because if I lived this 44 years the way I fucking lived it, partying and fucking drinking and doing all this shit and i'm fine i'm just gonna go twice as hard for the next fucking 44 <laughs> so i'm kind of hoping i have at least like low iron or some shit like gotta have something wrong with me i can't be a fucking goddamn superhero my whole life this is ridiculous and unfair to the rest of you all right you want to get some bets let's do it let's get some bets ah <sighs> i've talked a lot rackets anything jumping off the page for mlb we're not going to go game by game because we don't have time but we'll go kind of segments uh, we'll start with that kind of first group. We got Reds, Marlins, Mariners, Tigers, uh, and then the Nationals are playing the worst team in baseball, the New York Mets. Anything there? Actually, hold on. Time out. I keep starting and cutting you guys off. Mr. G, weather report. Uh, weather report. Miami, good. Dome. 
Uh, Detroit, not hitting weather. 74 wind blowing. Actually, good hitting weather, but wind blowing in a little bit. Uh, fine in Detroit. Uh, 84 to 4 mile per hour wind blowing out in the AAA game involving the New York Mets and Washington Nationals. Uh, over in Baltimore, which Joey Rackets is riding a high coming off that raid series, just smacking Tommy G around last week. That was not fun. Uh, Orioles, 82 degrees, 5 mile per hour wind blowing out. Good hitting weather. Uh, Yankees, 84 and 10 blowing out with Garrett Cole. And then uh, Kelly's the opener, I believe. It's probably going to be Fleming after that, I would assume, Rackets? Yeah, probably. Probably Fleming after Kelly. Um, so yeah, we'll they probably usually go alternate. If, if they usually alternate. If the righty starts, it's a lefty. That's what I'm saying. They'll probably go righty-lefty. And Kelly's righty. I believe Fleming's the lefty. So uh, yeah. it should be flat. 84 degrees, 10-mile-per-hour wind blowing out in New York. We know Garrett Cole has home run problems, and we know the Rays have home run tendencies. So sneaky over there. We're going to be t- taking some overs in that game. Uh, Toronto's in a dome. Red Sox, 78, 9 mile per hour wind blowing out. Total of 11. Paxton, James Paxton, welcome back to the bigs. Where the fuck has this guy been? Been hurt the whole time. Is I thought he fucking retired. Nah, he's hurt. I mean, Jesus. And Wainwright on the other side. When did you ever think two years ago you'd see Wainwright Paxton on the mound with an 11 total? Uh, (laughs) The Indians, who's basically been boycotted by, I think, everyone in America. 73, decent hitting weather. White Sox, moderate hitting weather 11 mile per hour crosswind 61 degrees uh brewers in a dome twins 70 mile per hour and 10 mile per hour wind blowing in no overs being played there Coors field is probably the coldest game on the board 56 degrees 11 mile per hour wind blowing in so we could comfortably fade uh the Coors highest scoring game of the day in my opinion and then we go to the snakes arizona at home 10 total in a dome oakland a's and rangers 65 and 7 blowing out so decent hitting weather out there and then we wrap it up with the Doyers, uh, San Diego Padres versus the Dodgers, 64 degrees, six mile per hour wind blown out. So we do have some hot hitting weather here today. I think we're looking at a grand salami over. I uh, like a lot of overs on the board. So let's run through this MLB slate real quick. Reds, Marlins, Mariners, Tigers, AAA, Mets, Nationals, Rackets. Start me off. Anything you like here? You going back to your Tigers? Um, probably going back to the Tigers, yeah. The line just seems wrong to me. Okay. Uh, plus 102? Yeah. I think if you're going to – I'm not betting that game at all. I may hit it live, but as we know, Rackets, if you're going to bet in a Seattle game, they're probably going to start off losing. So if you're going to hit the Tigers, I would hit it before the game starts. Yep, 100%. Yeah, so Tigers plus 102. Uh, Evan, got that? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Bill Rupp, anything in these first games? Ashcraft, Perez, Miami, triple your Mets? No. I'm not really interested in these first. I kind of like Ashcraft Rackets in the Reds game. I do a little bit. I don't too. really fuck up Miami at home though. They're just annoying. <clears throat> I do too. I like it. Yuri Perez isn't bad though, so I'm just staying away from yeah, that. Yeah, stay away from that. All right. We got a nice set of games here in the middle. Starting at seven o'clock. Pirates, Orioles, or at Orioles, Bradish Oviedo. Uh Tampa Bay Rays, Yankees, Braves, Blue Jays, Cardinals, Red Sox. We got some fireworks here, boys. One of these games is getting to seventeen runs, I promise you that. There's gonna be some scoring in these four games. Lowest total on the board, I think, is nine out of these four. Bill Rupp, what do we do with Garrett Cole and the Yankees today? Don't bet it. Minus 180. How is the fucking minus 180 Yankees minus 180 versus the Rays ever right now? Orioles, R- Orioles, Rays, and Braves. Give me all of them. Okay, let me see. Orioles. You like the Orioles, Bill? No. I'm going to be hitting the over and Of course he doesn't. Or- Bill doesn't ever like the Orioles. Never. Yeah, never. I don't like Braddish that much. Um, you like the Orioles minus 150 rackets? Um, I will probably be parlaying them with something. Okay, so hold off on that, Evan. Uh, we're going to go Yankees, Rays. I mean, dude, we got to take the over. I'm taking over eight and a half minus 112. 
Rays straight up. I might even take Rays minus one and a half. Honestly. I'm probably going to do some home run props for the subscribers. If you're not subscribed, get over to 4deepbets.com, number 4deepbets.com, promo code VIP20. Um, I am going to do this, though. I think the Yankees will get some runs. I think the Rays will get some runs. Both teams to score one run in the first five innings, minus 165. Um, I'm predicting the Rays hit three home runs off the Yankees today, uh, at least two off Garrett Cole. And this is the uh, day after you said that the Rays bats were going to be cold. And they're going not. To they're not. And, and they're not. not. <laughs> I'm still not giving you credit for it. I'm still not giving you credit for the Baltimore <laughs> pitching. I'm just going to say they had it off two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were off for five innings and then they exploded. So uh, both teams to score Yankees Rays minus 165 and over eight and a half in that game. I think that game could go to the moon. Uh, subscribers, I'll post highest scoring game of the day. The two or three I like. Freeloaders, you don't get that for free. Um Braves Toronto, got to go Strider. I'm going Strider minus one. Strider, 100, dude. I love the Braves today. Love the Orioles. Love the fucking Rays. Love yeah, all. Yeah, I'm going Braves here too. So let's put that 154, Evan. Uh, that's probably my. That's probably my parlay piece with the Orioles. Okay. All right. Let got, it just, uh, doing, uh, okay. If you wanted to do it with the Orioles, plus 166. I'm doing yep. a parlay. Uh, Nimmo hit and Acuna hit minus one first 115. All right, Nimmo hit, Acuna hit minus 115. Uh, I'll have the props for the subs. I haven't dug into the props because I was at the doctor getting fucking blood work and shit done all day. Um, so we got the Braves as a bet. We got the over in the Yankees as a bet. We got the Orioles as a bet. Probably going to go both teams to score in the Oriole game too. What is that? If you guys want the both teams to score bets, as we say every show, that is on MGM and MGM only. Uh, minus 190. Throw it in. Yeah, I think both teams score. So Orioles, Pitt, Evan, both teams to score in the first five. Pirates? Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Next set of games. What's that? Minus What's one. The... Actually, I'm sorry. I read the wrong line. Minus 190. Right. Play the juice. Play the juice. When you're hitting 88% of your BTTSs, which I am, 88.7%, uh, you could lay 190. So next set of games. Cardinals, Red Sox. What are we doing here with Paxton, Wayne, Wright Rackets? Uh, Boston. I don't – I probably – don't bet it. Pre- Maybe I do bet a pregame. I don't know. Um, you want to see Paxton first? I kind of want to see Paxton, but I Wainwright is fucking ass, bro. And I think the, the Red Sox Paxton may blow be him off. Fucking shit. We don't know. They both could. They both could be shit. But um, the Red Sox lineup is just far and away better. <sighs> I don't know. I definitely want I probably, the o- overs eleven, so I can't and hit that. I, yeah, I probably want to see Paxton. Like at least throw. I gotta see at least a batter or two before I make. But I'm definitely definitely on the Red Sox side for sure. For sure. Okay. All right. Here's what we're gonna do, Evan. Both teams to score Red Sox. Um, I'm drawing blank. Cardinals first five, but it's got to parlay that because it fucking juice. It's probably like minus three hundred. Yeah, it's like two (laughs) seventy five or some shit. Yeah. Uh, It really is minus two seventy five. It's fucking nuts. Uh, And I'm gonna parlay that, Evan, with. Both teams to score in the course field game, Colorado Philly. Uh, that brings it to minus one twenty three. One, two, three. Got it? Yep. Carry on. Uh let's see. Angels, Indians, not touching it. Astros, no. White Sox, Cubs, Twins, Royals, Brewers. Here's that kind of shitty segment of the slate. Uh Bill, anything in this grouping here that you're interested in? I would doubt it. These don't look like your teams that you bet on. No. Right, uh, rackets. Mm, not really, no. We hit the Cubs. I'm not going back to it. Uh, Sunny Gray. That's that's a cross off game. 
Astros, White Sox, France. I like the, the Ast- I Astros, but what I, do you know I'm about sure France? That- JP France is legit, dude. I like him. You think he's as good as as they're saying? Yeah, I haven't got his, a chance uh, to to dig in. His minor, he's got a his on uh, minors numbers, uh, 12 K per nine, uh, pretty much to the minors. A little bit of a walk issue, but his stuff looked awesome, and his stuff plus numbers are were fucking great from the first from the, his first start. Three above average pitches and um, really good slider. So I like. Yeah, him. I know they, they played. Who was it? Seattle that game? They played. They played some. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was Seattle. Yeah, and he balled out. I just didn't get a chance to see it. I don't know what I was doing. So I usually like to see someone before I put my money on them. No, I looked up his stuff plus numbers last night. They're you really like good. it. All right, let's yeah. do it. Let's do. Uh, you want to put the White Sox minus one forty two? No, I mean uh, I'm Astros. sorry. The Astros minus one forty two. Astros. Yeah. All right, take the Astros. Uh, I'll ride with you on that. And that's it. Kansas City, Milwaukee, Burns, and Taylor. I'm not fucking. Fucking with that. Game. No, and, and don't Mark want it. Bueller, no. All right, last slate of games. We got Philly, Rockies, Texas, Oakland, Giants versus the Snakes, and uh, Padres versus the Doyers. So uh, what are we looking at here, silly Billy Rupp? Anything that's uh... – Marcus, Marcus Simeon, over one and a half hits, runs, RBIs. Okay. He's on fire, dude. I like that. Dude's fucking yeah. out of his face Love right it. now. Homer again last night, I believe, right? I think he was the big homer last night, right, Rackets? Yeah, he li- – yeah, he – that was a solo shot. Yeah, he ran out. Um, that game's going to go over, I think. Perez fucks me, but hold off on an official play on the over, but I think I'm going to be doing uh, something there. We could do both teams to score. Let's see if it's on there. Let's have a little both teams to score. Fun sure. if it's, oh, yep, 165. Let's do it. Oakland, Texas, both teams to score. I'm Minus 165, off. Evan. I'm going backwards. I'm doing Braves first five. What's the line on that? Braves first five money line. Should be like one fifty. That's one one sixty five. One sixty five. All right. Uh, Rackets. Anything else on this last set of games? Nah, nothing for me. I uh, lean lean Dodgers, but not betting it. <clears throat> yeah, I used to may used to be a plug and play for me. I'm a little. I'm not as enthralled with him as I've been. Uh, I'm laying off that last game for right now. All right. Done on baseball. <clears throat> yep. yep. That's how you bust through a fucking slate. Uh, Evan, you good? We got about five, seven minutes before we'll be ready for Mickey. You guys all good? No technical issues? We're good. All right, cool. Uh, We'll bring Constantino on right before Mickey. So, And let's move over here. What did we just did? MLB. NBA. Silly Billy Rupp, did the Knicks win today? I want to say yes, but... It's hard to say no, no, no. I can't bet bet it. So I'm just going to be... I'm just a fan tonight on that game. All right. Uh, I do I, have a I do have a play. Okay. Taking Mitchell Robinson to win the tip minus one fifty. Even been, been killing those tip props. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson tonight over Bam minus one fifty. All right. Uh, I'm gonna do a little play here. E money ready. All Miami right. Heat money line to close out the Knicks. New York stand up and then sit right down and walk right out the fucking door. And I'm going to parlay that because it's minus 255 with over five and a half goals in the Edmonton Vegas game. Hoffman's yeah. screaming at his laptop right now. Ah, tell him shut up. That'll be plus <laughs> 101. He's sitting rolling around in his money after his $35,000 parlay. Over right? five and a half? Over five and a half. Yeah, over five and a half Edmonton Vegas game with the Miami Heat plus 101. Probably get a better line somewhere else. I'm just looking at FanDuel because we're. Uh, we're buzzing through it, trying to get this shit done. Uh, Bill, why are the Warriors plus three? That is worrying me. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, All right, I'm, in that Kings game when they were on the road, they were actually minus 120. This is this – I got no – I have no uh, bets on these straight on these either two games. I'm going to play it live. Usually get some good lines live. You're uh, going to do the down by ten thing. You've been having some success with that. Yeah, I mean for our for our subscribers. No, uh, not for the freeloaders, huh? No. Huh. Um, but other than that, I mean the game. I mean these games are too tough. The game fives were easier. We knew what yeah. was going to happen. Well, this, the league was going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, this I just don't know. I mean, listen, I'm on the Warriors plus three and a half. I'm not comfortable with this. It looks like BetMGM is the only place hanging a three and a half. Every other place has three. So I am not comfortable with this line. As someone who wants the fucking Warriors, this is not comfortable. I don't know why it's minus two and a half moved up to minus three and a half. I really thought they were going to open this as a pick or Warriors minus 115 or something. So guys, line, line's scary. I'm just saying the line's scary. Yeah. Um, and we don't have basketball. That was it. Pretty much. Yeah, you move on. Um, so hockey, I'm doing. By the way, that's it. You got that play, right? Eight plus yeah. three and a half. Yeah. All right. Um, NHL, I'm going to do both games first period over today. Going back to the well. Going back to it. Let's see what happens. Uh, so right now, FanDuel, the Toronto Panthers at Maple Leafs over one and a half minus 154. Oh no no that's that's Oilers at Vegas one fifty four, um Panther I have to find the Panthers one. Uh, over one and a half minus one fifty. That's first period total or, goals. Yeah, they're about the same. Yeah. Um, I like them both. I'm hitting them both. But well, I found- a little more. I think if you're if if either of you were going to bet one of them or slam one of them more, I really like the Edmonton over one and a half first period. I feel like that should be minus two ten. And I feel like the Florida one is about right, you know, 150, 140. But that that Edmonton one, co-signed me on that on the sheet too. That's that's way too low. That should be minus two 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 and change. Um, I found a bet. If anybody in the chat wants to research it and give me a DM or something on Twitter, or if you're a subscriber, um, to to win the to win the faceoff first period to win the faceoff on these games, they're about the they're about even. But there's got to be an edge there, like like the NBA tips that I found. Um, I just don't have time, and I really don't want to research it. But if someone wants to do it, and they found an edge on the guys who do the face-offs, they're even money about. So if you guys want to do the research and DM Face-offs it, tend to be a little – the tips are easier to find an edge just because you have a size difference and a leaping distance. Well, there's got to be somebody who, who – there, There's like, guys who are better at face-offs than others, but you're talking like 60-40. You know, whereas in the NBA, you're getting things that are like 85%. Well, right? that's what I want to see. I want to see right. what the line is. Yeah, no, no, it's worth looking up for sure. I just don't, I don't think. It. I mean, if there's, you know, one third minus one thirteen. 100%, 100%. Even, at, even 58%, you know, you'll jump on Yeah, if somebody but, finds something, let me know. I yeah, mean, keep it on up. All right. Um, I'm on the Panthers. Give me the Panthers plus 150. Uh, they've won, I think, every road game this series. So give them plus 150 in that spot. Bobrovsky looked fucking great last game. Uh, one goal was kind of fluky. Like, it just kind of bounced around and flipped in. And then the, the second ref. goal, what? It was off the linesman. Yeah, it hit, like, the fucking ref or something. Yeah. And the other goal, he lost his stick. So he was reaching for his stick. He just got his stick back, and the puck went right past him. But uh, what about Bob has been on it? So, you know, I don't know if this game's going to get over that six and a half. I think if the Panthers could just fucking score – before the fucking four-minute mark of the goddamn game, 
which you should be able to on fucking Toronto. Uh, I, I think this is a Panthers three one win, three two win. So uh, I like the uh, I like the the Black Cats today. And so, in, the, in the other hockey game, so uh, I'm gonna, what's up? Yeah, so Hoffman said if the Warriors and late if the Warriors win, that'll be the second game too on Mother's Day on Sunday because the Sixers and Lakers play. Um, so that'd be interesting to see two games. I can't imagine. That's why I'm saying the line's so fucked up because I can't imagine <clears throat> the league not wanting fucking that thing to go seven. We've been saying it the whole time. They needed to go six at least. Sunday, you want that fucking Lakers. So that line is crazy that their line is so yeah, heavily They would shaded. probably put Sixers, uh, Celtics early, like 3.30, I'm guessing, maybe a little bit later, and then the Lakers-Warriors would probably be the primetime game. Yeah. So, uh, I, listen, I think the Warriors get it done. They should have got it done last game. They were up by fucking 13. They just fucking uh, absolutely imploded. All right, that's it for the sports there. Let's get Constantino on, and then let's get Mickey on and do some fucking uh, UFC, and then we could always circle back if we got some time. What'd you say? They're both here if we're ready. All right, cool. Let's bring Mike on. I'll bounce. Bring Mike on first, and then we'll bring Mickey right after. Later, rackets. Mike introduce him and everything. Yeah, I'll Uh, say I'll bounce out. Later, rackets. All right, see you later. 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 Con man, how you doing, my good friend? What up? How you feel? You looking sharp? You looking tan? Looking nice? Looking tight? Got a new fade. Did you get your hair cut? Yeah. Oh no! It just they just all fell out meticulously perfect. I mean, I like the gray, the gray, gray black mix. That salt and pepper. You're you're clooning it up. I like. It's too it. much salt though. No, I like the salt. I like the salt. You're well, not I a young chicken. I don't want you to like it. We don't need you to like it. We need. Uh... I mean, listen. In case you, in case you, you know, have some trouble, I'd fuck you. Just want to let you know that. Ugh. I mean, I wouldn't want to. I don't do that. But what? What? Yeah. What? Are you, what, what Horrible, are you horrible lead in. I mean, I'm I'm just awful. Saying. Listen, awful, Mike. Listen, awful. I don't adjust my Yo. talk track for anything. I'm just saying. If you needed it, if you're going to die. Anyway, Constantino had a nice lunch yesterday with fucking Mickey Gall. Call me on that. that was, that's a nice fucking pull there, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Great, great to see him. You know, a longtime friend. You know, we, he's been training with me when um, he was very young, you know, right out of college. And so proud of everything he accomplished. Let's just get him in here. Yeah, let's get him in. Let's go. Going. He's probably sitting there. Yeah, let's go. We're actually actually only five minutes late, which is great for us. By our standards, that's like twenty five minutes early. Did so, you see uh, the uh, the clip of Rogan where he said he had the greatest walkout, and then he called Mickey a beautiful man? No, see how come how come Rogan can call there Mickey a beautiful man? man? Mickey, call. What's up, brother? Make sure the audio is in. Mickey, can you hear you us, bro? It's like I do. He's connecting to audio. Right, he's serious. Mickey, can you hear us? Sure. <clears throat> what up? Well, not Mike was just calling you a beautiful man. No, I said Thanks. Rogan. I was telling him about the piece of Rogan. Well, he is. A you said man. he is a beautiful man. You confirmed it. He is, but Rogan. I said it was funny because he did Mickey's walkout, and he goes and he's. What's the walkout? What do you walk out to, Mick? Did Mickey, you're so fine, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. That is incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Rogan uh, says the best one, and and then he also added that I am a beautiful man. So it's just objectively true. So thank yeah, you. Well, I, I was just talking about having sex with Mike right before you came on, so that's perfectly fitting. Oh, <laughs> is that what I walked into? Yeah, you walked into a complete shit show. The reason I'm comfortable, Mike, talking normal with Mickey here, because I've actually listened to his podcast, and I actually watch what he does on Twitter, and he's one of us. So we don't need to be all corporate, right, Mick? Fucking it. Exactly. Jersey boy. So, Bill, you did your research on Mickey, and you were telling us where he grew up and everything. So would you like to share something you have in common? With uh, the great Mickey Gall there, Bill Rupp. Yeah, me and him both went to Rutgers. Let's go. Hey, there we go. What up? What's going yeah. on? 
So I that's saw you. I mean, that's awesome. Me and him, Rutgers. And what's yeah, better? I, I'm pretty sure he's a lot more well known than you are there. So, <laughs> so Mick, what's been going on? You you had an injury, right? Didn't you have? Was your back all fucked up or something? Yeah, I uh, I've had like a fucking broken back for three years. Um, and you've been fighting through it, right? Yeah, yeah, I fought through it. Um, I've had like I think like four fights with it messed up. Um, and I finally got like it got to a point where you know. I, I couldn't like sit up like right. I'm sitting talking to you guys right now like I'd be standing or laying down like I couldn't ride in cars like I it was excruciating just driving around so I got the surgery in December and I'm nice. already back to feeling like myself doing strength and conditioning you know on the road to get back in the cage so how, how the hell were you fighting through that because you were fighting through that right yeah yeah it was rough I mean it wasn't quite as bad as like as it got at towards the end when I finally was like, yo, enough's enough. Like I have to get right. served. Um, but it was bad. Like it, it you know, it, it would limit me. I'd be popping the leaves all the time. Right. Like, you know, it, it would, uh, you know, just charge it to the game, man. What, what I expect, you know, fighting two times a day since I'm 16 years old, like you're going to uh -huh. get some boo-boos along the way. So, you know, it's all good now. It's, it's, it's in the past. And, uh, you know, I'm excited uh, for the next half of my career. Ready you know. to get back out there. Constantino, speaking of the next half of his career, you were involved in the first half, right? You guys go way back, and you were talking about his involvement as a fighter. So yeah. talk a little yeah. bit about you – know, We actually take it from touched there. on that uh, yesterday, you know, like when Mickey first came into the gym. So, you know, AMA Fight Club, which was my gym, was uh, at the height of its, you know, rise. And Mickey came in, and he was tuning people up in regular classes. And um, at that time, I think you were still in college, right, Mick? Yeah, I think I just started college. Yeah, I was like 18, 19. Yeah, so then we mixed them in with, like, you know, the fighters right away. And, uh, man, I was putting them right in, like, the first rotation with, like, current fight, like Dan Miller and Adlon Amagov, which we were talking about yesterday. It was one of the scariest fighters, you know, <laughs> that anybody ever came across. <laughs> um, but very good jujitsu, great wrestling, great kid, you know, very talented fighter. And then Mickey went on to fight for a local promotion, and he got his first win as a pro. And then grabbed the mic, man, and did what he does best because Dana White was in the crowd and he called out a fight for CM Punk. And not only did Mickey wind up getting the fight, but he also crushed the souls of two of UFC's, you know, heroes. He also uh, beat Sage Northcutt. He beat Diego, he right? The hype behind Sage Northcutt. And CM Punk in the first round. I saw that. CM, I don't even think CM Punk got a strike off, did he, Mick? No, no. I, <laughs> I couldn't let him do I thought I was more nervous for the CM Punk fight than like the – Almost any of my other ones, like the Sage World Cup fight, because I was like, if I let him do one good thing, right. I failed like MMA fighters, you know, around the world. Yeah. So I had a good, a good goose egg, you know what I mean? I couldn't let him do anything. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was, it was quick to the point, and got him out of there. You the choked reason. him out, right? You choked him out. Yeah, yeah, Remember, yeah. Him, yeah, we were uh, watching, you were at my house, Bill, when that we yeah, were watching. No, my my buddy that. Mick was uh, he plays DFS. I don't know if you know a lot about the Daily Fantasy or DraftKings or that shit, but uh, he's a big wrestling fan. And I remember he's like, I'm putting CM Punk on my lineup. I'm like, dude, he's going to score zero. Don't. He's gonna, and when he scored zero, you made me look good. So appreciate that. My pleasure. So, yeah, so, so what's so, – so, Mike, take it, take yeah. it from here. Yeah, so, um, you know, Mickey, obviously, in addition to beating Sage Northcutt and uh, 
CM Punk, you know, he's fought a tough lineup of fighters here in the UFC. Uh, Mike Perry, who was just a bare knuckle, mm -hmm. you know, main event. I mean, Mickey was in the cage with him. Diego Sanchez is a legend of the game. But uh, really, something really unique. I mean, Mickey's been in multiple training rooms. Not only did he get to train with, like, all of our fighters at AMA, Jim Miller, Khabib, Adlon, Dan Miller, Charlie Brenneman, all the ones that we mentioned. You know, Mickey spent some time out in California with a talented group of guys, and now he's living down in Florida, and he's training alongside, like, Gilbert Burns and Ian Gary, who's fighting on this card so we have about i think four good connections to talk about here with mickey um daniel rodriguez and ian gary are fighting each other um and mickey has trained with both he has actually fought alex morono who's on this card and he's actually trained with matt brown who's on this card and mickey right, so let's else, let's start let's start there let's start with uh talk to me through those three fights there uh mick whatever you got whatever information uh, you got for yeah i got a lot for you guys um right, let's go. start with matt brown and court mcgee all right. Mm -hmm. Both these guys are guys who like when I was, you know, just first becoming a fan of the sport, I was watching them. Both of them, I think, were on the ultimate fighter. Um, what these two guys have in common is both of these guys have died and come back to life. Wow. They both overdosed on drugs, died like on the like. Yeah. Died on the table and, and been revived, come back to life. That's how Matt Matt's the immortal. Yeah. You know, he motherfucker can't die. Um, and I've spent a lot of time, I've cornered Matt Brown in his fights. Um, I've, you know, I've lived with him. I've spent a lot of time uh, with him. Um, he's like a samurai. Like he eats, sleeps, trains, eats, sleeps, trains. He's strict. He's, you know, his cardio. And, and there's something interesting too about these guys who like, like the former, um, like addicts, there's something about their cardio. That's just different. Like you look at like, you know, Matt Brown, Court McGee, uh, Jared Gordon, like these guys, they have gas tanks for days. And I I, uh, I, I happen to have, you know, that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I have uh, family members who are, who are addicts. And when when they get their mind right and, and channel their energies in positive ways, they become the most unstoppable people in the world. So I remember I'm, that, Tommy. Ex when ex I except for, uh, except for Bill Rupp right you here. Up, Tommy yeah, yeah, come over here and try that, motherfucker. Yeah, except for you. Go on, Mickey. But yeah, I just think uh, I think you know we're we're in for a good a good fight there. I Matt Brown he he gets the KO. He he sets the UFC KO record. Um, and I know you guys are betting guys, so I maybe put something on uh, on Matt Brown getting the KO. So let me let me just stop you there and give you because we got some, uh, and then I'll go to you, Mike, and your take on it, and then we'll go back to uh, to Mick and let him run through the other fighters that he's familiar with. Obviously familiar with all of them, but actually has a personal relationship with uh, Matt Brown's actually plus one eighty four on this fight just to win. So if you guys want to bet Matt Brown, follow the Mickey Gall special, you're getting plus 184. If you want it method of victory, Matt Brown by knockout TKO is plus 400. So you're getting four times uh, your money there on that one. So I'm writing those two down. Constantino, what's uh, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, Mickey and I touched on this yesterday. Um, I believe it is a little bit of a con you know contrast of styles where you know Matt Brown can win the moments and I think that uh, Court McGee can win the minutes. Um, Court McGee pushes a fast pace. Um, he's got good boxing, good wrestling, good cardio. Matt Brown's dangerous at all times. Good elbows, knees. Uh, Mickey and I spoke about it. he's very good in the clinch. Um, I think that that knockout prop is a very good bet at four times your money because if Matt Brown does win, I most likely see him winning by knockout. And if Court McGee wins, 
um, most likely by decision. And, you know, he gets that grinding style fight. So if a fight's to Court McGee's pace, I think Court McGee wins the decision. So of the two, I like the knockout prop, as Mickey mentioned, because that is Matt Brown's most likely path to victory here. Oh, now Tommy's muted. He can no longer wow. make fun of me I, for coming in. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first yeah. time I've ever done that. Uh, uh, that's all. Mickey, who's Mickey in on that? Mickey, yeah. this is a long-running gag because I'm not really. It's not a gag. It's not a gag. Which is right. real. I'm not really savvy with like social, you know, different types of technology. And when I first started doing the show, I would come in like sideways or muted, and it was a long upside down. Gag. Yeah. When he says he's not savvy, he's basically a complete gorilla, Neanderthal. So, what the yeah, but uh, yeah. so go on, Mick. Yeah, no, so I, I, lo I love to hear that from from Mickey. And one of the things I asked him, I said, is, you know, Matt Brown, can he still go? Is, is he done at this point? You know, because he's up there in age. So I, I did like to hear Mickey's take on that. So I will say either the knockout prop at four to one uh, there or McGee. But I don't really have a strong opinion on the McGee side. All right, so I did uh, train McGee once, though. I got I to gotta make note of that. Mickey, what you're saying about that, the recovering addicts, that is true. And Court McGee, I'll never forget it. I mean, he had insane pressure. We only did jujitsu, no striking. But uh, I remember being very, very heavy on top. And one thing is Matt Brown seems comfortable off his back and he's got good jujitsu. You know, yeah. so that, that, that would be interesting if it hits the ground. All right, Mick, who would you say there was a couple other fighters that you're pretty, pretty familiar with? Um, so another one is uh, the Alex Morono versus Tim Means fight. Mm -hmm. Um I fought Morono. I lost the decision to Morono. Uh, I was supposed to fight Tim Means, but that fight never materialized. Um, but, I, you know, I've studied both of them. Both of them are good strikers. Um, I think Morono's a little, you know, if it ends up on the ground, I think Morono's a little better on the ground. Um, but I think Morono, and this is a similarity that I found between him and who, Gary, who we're going to touch on later. Both of them are, they're like kind of longer than they seem and a little quicker than they seem. Like people look at Morono and, uh, you know, he doesn't look like like the toughest guy in the world. But Morono's a bad motherfucker. He's Morono's a nightmare, tough. man. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's athletic. I think he used to be very heavy and he has, he has strong legs. He can move well. He, he bounces, you know. He's very upright. It's, like he looks awkward. He looks like, you know, he looks not as good as he is, but uh, he's tough. And, uh, you know, if I if, if I were to, you know, I would probably lean towards Morono on that fight. He he was he was a few seconds away from taking a decision on Ponzinibbio uh, in his last fight when he got uh, he got clipped and uh, got finished. But, you know, and Tim Means is no joke, too. Like, you know, sometimes you're not sure which uh, which Tim Means you're going to see. Sometimes Tim Means, you know, the dirty bird is the destroyer. Sometimes he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, it just seems like he's there sometimes. So you, you don't really know which one you're going to get. You got a Southpaw versus Orthodox matchup. Tim Means being the Southpaw. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting, an interesting fight for sure. Yeah. Morono, Morono is one of those guys, Mike, who is every, you, you just, cause like Mickey said, he's a little awkward, right? Like the way he fights. So he's not flashy and sexy. And I think I've lost money on him more than I've made money on him. So I'm dumb betting against Morono. Are you on the same side there? Yeah, I, I like Morono to win here. And it's funny because what Mickey said. The mic just got out. No, no. Mike's muted. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Ah, Mike's muted. Hold on. See if you can unmute him, Ab. I don't know if he knows where the mute button is. Mickey, I saw you were a bread truck driver. Yeah, back in the day. Yep, when I was at Rutgers. Yeah. That's Driving awesome. Night. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I picked a truck in Newark. 
I'd, uh, I'd, you know, by 11 o'clock I was driving down, I'd finish down by LBI and then I'd, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get home at like seven, eight in the morning feeling like a zombie. Nice. Yeah, it's, the, it's the Jersey boys. We all, we all had, uh, I love people who work. Yeah. We all had to grind when we were younger. We didn't we get anything handed that. to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now uh, Mick, while, while Mike's coming back on, uh, I want to ask you a separate question. I'll let him talk about the Morono thing. What's your plans for your comeback? Like, do you have anyone in line that you're looking to fight coming up? Or are they just going to, like, how does that work? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys I'd love to fight. Um, but, you know, I, I'm i coming off – this is the first time in my career I'm coming off the two losses. So I, I, I'm not really in a position where I can be, pick, you know, a, asking for, for too much. I just I, – you know, I'm excited to get back there. I'm hoping – by the end of the summer, I'll be back uh, in the UFC octagon. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm foreseeing. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get myself ready in case something something comes up. Uh, International Fight Week in July, but you know, I'll. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not just saying this. I'm not trying to just kiss your ass because you're here. I mean, I remember the Morono fight, and I was, you know, great. Morono's a stud, and the the next fight after, I forget who you fought after that. You just said you got back surgery in December. That fight was like April. So, I mean, you had to be literally on the very back end of pain there before you shut it down. So, to give you a little bit of a – those two losses probably have a little bit of an asterisk next to uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to take it away from the other guys. And it was my choice. I'll do it for you. It was my choice to sign the, sign the dotted right. line. So, you That's, know, sometimes the fighters want to fight. And my audio is back, bitch. And yeah. you know what, Tommy? It's not my fault. It was a technical difficulty. Oh, yeah, you. okay. It's oh. never your fault. Okay. Well, Phil, when's it ever back to my thought now? Okay. Yeah, okay. Zoom censoring you. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't click any buttons. Um, yeah. Well, listen, right. getting back to Morono, I like what Mickey said about him being deceiving in certain areas, especially according to look, because I've heard that from many guys that got in the cage with Morono that he had more power than they thought, he was longer than they thought or he was tougher than they thought. And him getting clipped against Ponzinibbio actually stopped a four-fight winning streak for him. Um, I do like Morono in this spot. I think he's the better overall fighter, you know, than Means. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's got that good striking. And um, as mentioned, Means is getting up a little bit there in age. Um, I do think Morono puts it on him here now in, in this matchup and is a good bet. All right, cool. To a side note here, Mick, just uh, just from a non, you know, guy who's been in the UFC like you and Mike your whole lives, um, do you do you go to a lot of these fights? Do you watch these fights when they're on all the time? Is it more casual? Because we've had a couple of fighters on here. I know we had Dawkins and a few others. Who some of them watch it religiously. Some of them don't even really watch it on Saturdays. How, how does this fit into your life? Um, I'd say I fall kind of in between. I, I I check out almost you know every every one, but I'm not like you know I got tuned in for the whole you know fight card and all that stuff. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'd say I fall somewhere in between. Like, I, you know, it's not religious. Like, you know, and I know a lot of fighters who don't like watching fights at all because it's like I'm spending all day fighting. It's your job. And now it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so, and it can take the joy away from it a little bit. But when you have, especially when you have every week, I have friends fighting, uh-huh. and almost other week I have friends fighting friends. Right. Which is which will lead it's us tough. off to, into the uh, the Ian Gary and D Rod one. But also, I got to mention you. Uh, you mentioned my my podcast, and it's funny. Um, speaking of, because speaking of Morona, how he doesn't look like that tough of a guy, I think I get that too. Like mm-hmm. people see me and be like, "Ah, oh, it's just some, you know, some pretty white boy over here." Uh-huh. I'm when I'm with my buddy on the podcast, he's like a big, like almost three hundred yeah. pound dude. So people will come up like like unannounced, and we'll just be like, "Oh man, I don't want to mess with you." To him, <laughs> so like, he's like, "I'm not 
one who's professionally violent. Like, right. <laughs> you know I, mean? I kill people for a living. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, he's funny too. You guys are great. Listen, and, and like you just said, how, you know, watching UFC is like work, right? You're training in the gym all day. You're fighting, you know, on your days off, you probably don't want to sit there and just watch fighting all day and all night. It's the same thing. I've been doing podcasts and shows my whole life. So I don't really listen to many podcasts uh, because when I have time away from doing shows, I don't want to listen to shows. Yours I actually listened to for the first time a couple of days ago. Yeah, that shit's funny, man. So plug that real quick because it's not only good and informative, like your vibe and the way you guys uh, mesh together. Uh, it's what's the slick and the thick or slick and thick? Yeah, it's, it's the the slick and thick show. Tell them uh, where to find it and my, everything. Myself and Gerard and Gerard Michaels. Um, we do the show on we're we're with the Gas Digital Network, so it comes out first on there for the first week, and then it's out everywhere on Spotify, YouTube, all that. So you can check us out at uh, Slick and Thick. And I was talking to Mike yesterday. I'd love to get you guys on. Gotta no, get love to, yeah. Old stories, you know what I mean? 100%. Mike, I definitely got a lot of stories to share. Mickey, before we get back into the fights, I mean, this is something interesting, Tommy, too. This is a dynamic that happened fast and I would, I would assume aggressive with Mickey. So Mickey went from, you know, being in the room, right, training, winning his amateur fights, winning a debut, and then he blinks his eyes and he's a superstar. Right. So Mickey, I'd like to hear your thought on that. I mean, because from... It was very fast, right? You fought CM Punk. Everybody knows who you are. You start getting followed by Dana White, Joe Rogan. You have Chaz Palminteri on a podcast who we all love from Sonny in the Bronx Tale and all these famous people that now know your name and are talking about you. You know, how was that for you? Like just overnight, like just becoming, you know, that. Yeah, man. I mean, it was it, it was fun. Like I uh, when I advise my uh, like my training partners, my teammates and stuff, you know, we all want to we want to get to the big show we all want to get there and i you know my uh my little brother lj who's a stud lj raboli we'll see him in the ufc in the next couple years but i i've had to i had to do all my uh all of my like bumps in the road all my growing pains i did in the ufc against the top talent best guys in the world i want lj to go out and for lack of a better word kind of crush a couple cans go get comfortable Mm -hmm. like uh like khabib did you know what I mean? Didn't Khabib build himself up for uh, a lot of time outside of uh, outside of the UFC and, you know, developed himself. So that seems to be, you know, and now Khabib's regarded as one of the GOATs. So that's, you know, that's what I recommend to other people. But I wouldn't change my path for anything. I, you know, I, I've had a, a great life. I've, I've been able to live on the edge and, you know, live my dream. And, you know, I still look at it as I'm just getting started. They just got, everyone just got to know me a little early. I know. Yeah. I mean, awesome opportunity too, Tommy. Mickey did two movies, you know, so doors open up, you know, and, and it's wonderful to see. And you're a big personality too, Mickey. So uh, I think you have a huge future. Well, I mean, my, my thing with it is, you know, I've <clears throat> obviously been friends with Constantino for so long and, you know, I had a show on Sirius XM and stuff. So we have occasionally had fighters on, but more of my interactions been, you know, with Mike on here. And it seems like a lot of the guys um, are great in the ring. But it's more than that, right? Like your fighting career is only so long. That could be three years. It could be eight years. But that's going to end by 35, 40 at the latest, right? So that second half of your life, what I'm impressed by from you is you're setting yourself up, you know, like to have podcasts. I see here, like just going to your LinkedIn, you got like 18 things on there that you're already doing right now. So props to that for, you know, looking beyond just the cage and really looking out past that. I think you're going to have a very bright future and hopefully we'll be tied to it in some way. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So exciting stuff. And then you you had a fucking phenomenal segue a second ago. Uh, I don't know, Bill, you're the segue Prince, king. You're, what was it? 
So I was saying, you know, every weekend I, I do enjoy watching the fights because I'm seeing a friend fight. And when it, you know someone in there, it gives you that extra rush. It becomes primal. You know, it's you're 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 you're, you're with them. Right. Uh, and every other weekend, I, it feels like I have friends fighting friends who, you know, through my travels of like Mike was saying, I, I, I lived in L.A. and trained with a bunch of guys out there. That's where I became friends with D-Rod. Um, you know, I trained with with Cowboy and, you know, I. D trained with D-Rod there. You know, I, I cornered D-Rod in Tijuana. Um, yeah, you didn't uh, get into I, any trouble down there, you and D-Rod, right? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> chilling, by the way, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. He's the troublemaker of the group. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's the man. He's the best. Uh, one awesome. of my good friends. And, uh, um, yeah, we, we stayed out of trouble in Tijuana. We made it back. And, uh, you know, that. And for the past year, I've been training with Ian Gary down in at Killcliffe. In, uh, in South Florida at Killcliffe Fight Club. So it's, you know, I kind of hate it, to be honest, um, because I've met, you know, both of them, both their families. I've met both their kids. And I don't, me personally, there's a few guys in the division, like kind of those, those guys, you know, uh, Matt Brown, who I wouldn't want to fight because I don't want to take food off their kids' table. Right. I, I don't, I, you know what I mean? I don't want to take food out of their kids' mouth. I When I'm signing that line, I'm, I'm I'm coming to bash you. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm coming to kill you. And I, unless it was like, if you know, it's like for the belt and we can sit down and like have a conversation, kind of make an agreement. Hey, we're going to make one of our, our lives better here. You know, then, you know, cross that bridge and we get there. But uh, so for the, for the Ian Gary and D-Rod fight, which breaks my heart a little bit, but Hey, well, one of them probably going to be ranked in the top 15. So mm -hmm. kudos to whoever gets it. Um, I'll start with Ian. Ian Gary, great kid. Uh, you know, he's he's a, he's like a he's like a big puppy dog. He's uh he's you know he he's funny. He's he's good energy. He's uh he's a goofball. Um, he talks shit to everybody. Like he's he's great. Uh, he is also surprisingly fast, surprisingly long, even more so than Mor Morono. And I see in his fights he. People, people feel that they're like, oh no, I'll be able to get inside, and and then they they can't, and then they're chasing him for the rest of the fight, right? And he he just he gets on his on his bike and just boop boop picks him apart, you know. Um, I think we're gonna see some big finishes from him in the future, uh, but you know he he can also just just take that his style like to the end and uh, you know beat people at his at his distance playing his game, all right. Um, so I think that's, you know, for any, anybody who fights, uh, Ian Gary, they're going to be a little surprised and be like, shit, kinda, like, quicker kinda compare it. Like they talk about, uh, you know, like whether it's the chiefs in football or the warriors in basketball or, you know, Mayweather, like you can't, you can't train for the speed until you're in the cage. Right. Like it's, th things yeah. are different. Like once you get in there, you can't adjust. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. All right. All that's right. pretty much exactly. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's there's certain styles that could be that could present him challenges, but I think uh, you know he's 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 good at what he does. And if they fight Ian's game, uh, almost anyone will be in trouble. And D Rod so, yes. And um, now with D Rod, uh, D Rod, I, I got a funny little story. So when I was in uh, in Tijuana, cornering him, me and Joe Schilling, D Rod's just chilling, laying down, just like texting on his phone. And Joe's like kind of like looking at me, looking back at D Rod. He goes up to D Rod. I was like, "Hey, bro, like this gangster shit's tough. Is is tough, but like it's cool. But like, you are you ready to go? Like, are you ready to fight right now?" 
And D-Rod looks up at him, kind of smiles, and is like, hey, bro, I've been to county like 35 times. I'm not worried about this little fight. <laughs> That's gangster, yeah. And if you know what D-Rod like, looks like, you... You're made for this kid. You're, you're made for this kid. No, you knew right away. He went there and whooped some ass. And uh, you know, that's Rod. He's you know he's he's a little you know for, former gangbanger, tough kid. Night, one of the nicest guys in the world. Great to hang, great to hang out with. Funny as fuck. Like really cool dude. Um, I I can't pick a winner in this fight. I hope they both get a bonus and uh, both come out of there all right. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, I think that this is a fight, you know, it's going to be a very appealing. It's going to be a very appealing one for the fans. They're both strikers. Um, you know, D-Rod Southpaw, Ian Orthodox. I, I'm, I'm excited to see the way it shakes out, even though it, uh, it breaks my heart a little bit. Hopefully we get fighting tonight right here. And then, uh, and then if we both it's walk away with 50 grand, it'll be perfect. Mike, what's your... Uh, which you already gave your take on the Moreno fight. Uh, what's yeah, your take I, on the D-Rock yeah, This is an interesting one. And, you know, I have some comments and then a, a question or two for Mickey. So first off, I mean, Ian Gary is an over 300 favorite. And then Mickey, I know you're not much of a gambler, but what that means is you have to risk three times your money to win an amount. So if you want to win a hundred dollars, you got to risk 300 to win a hundred. Right. And then on the other side, D-Rod's plus 260. So I'm only risking a hundred. And if I win, I get $260. Right off the bat, I think that line is far too wide because I don't think that the talent gap between them warrants that. I think it should be tighter. Um, so I, I lean D-Rod here. And now specifically, talent-wise, Ian Gary, to Mickey's point, is very long. He's got fast striking. But the one knock that I've noticed on him, Mickey, it seems to get hit too easy. You know, to he, for me, it doesn't look like he's using his length as well as he should be. And I just feel he takes too many power shots and I've seen it in a couple fights. And I see D-Rod having more of a smothering pressure-based style. And I think that he's gonna be able to close the distance on Gary. And also D-Rod, in my opinion, is the best or toughest fighter that he is facing at this point in his career. Now, Ian Gary, guys, he's undefeated, but D-Rod's seven and two in nine UFC fights. He's got good fight experience. I believe he's tough. Those were my comments, and then it leads to a question of, Mickey, who's the better, you know, wrestler of the two? Who can control where the fight takes place if one of them decide they want it to go to the ground? To be honest, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty even. I think it's pretty even from that standpoint. I think, uh, you know, I feel like strength-wise, they're both pretty, pretty similar. Um, and I, like I said, I think they're both strikers. And I don't, I don't, I don't foresee – either guy going for takedowns in this fight from you know from my experience training with them and watching with them i i foresee this being uh you know a, a little bit of a slug fest well, we yeah. got we got a, we got a few minutes left here um i did want to ask you one thing on that so you know both of these guys very well do they know each other very well are they close to or they're just both uh no. you're kind of the vortex and they don't really hang out and know each other no they don't know each other at all okay all right Right, cool. Ian, Irish kid who's spent some time in South Florida, and uh, D Rod's a uh, homegrown uh, Alhambra, LA boy. Yeah. Who spent some time in county. Yeah, yeah well, uh, yeah. I, I lived in I lived in LA and spent some time in prison too, Mike. So yeah, maybe, no, I'll, you maybe got, I'll get along. Coincidences going on here. Yeah, yeah. Did he rob a bank? Let's see. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the uh, last fight, the main fight. Let's talk on it for at least a second or two. I don't know, Mike, if you have a play or a bet outside of what Mickey talked about, but Mickey, let's get your take on the uh, Rosenstruck. Obviously, one of the toughest people to handicap from a betting perspective. Whenever Rosenstruck fight, yeah, for me, and again, I'm not an expert like you two. 
I never know what the hell's going to happen in a Rosenstruck fight because it can end like that. Or, you know, he could go out and destroy someone and or, or get knocked out quickly. Uh, what do you think happens in this fight here? The Almeida Rosenstruck. Is that for me or for Mike? No, you can, you can start it, Mick, and then we'll go to Mike and let him give the I, final bet. I kind of – I, I got to agree with you. Um, you know, especially with these heavyweights, these big boys, when they start slinging that leather, yeah. you know, it, it's, it doesn't take much to hit a, hit a human on the chin and put him down. Right, that uh, size. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'm more familiar with Rosenstrike. I'm not as familiar um, with him. Um, you know, I, I got a – I, I feel like I lean towards Rosenstrike. Uh, I know he's, you know, he's a. Uh, do we? What is the? What's the uh, wrestling and uh, jiu-jitsu background of uh, Almeida? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll lead in for this, Mickey, because um, Al, uh, Jailton Almeida is probably one of the most scariest human beings that you'll ever look at in your life. He has 18 wins. He's 18 and two. All 18 wins by finish, and all of his wins, all 18 of them, he never needed more than eight minutes. High level black belt. Very big, very powerful, excellent jujitsu. Um, I think he's going to be a handful for Rosenstruck here. And the line reflects that as an almost 500 favorite or 450 favorite. Um, Rosenstruck, oh, yeah, yeah, he has been taken down by Curtis Blades, you know, three times in that fight. And Blades doesn't have the level of jujitsu that Jailton Almeida has. Listen, he's got jail in his name. He's fucking scary. And he's scary. Is he the one with the tail? He's got like a, a name across, got, yeah, across his shoulder. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but absolutely scary, high-level jiu-jitsu. I envision him not wanting to stand with Biggie Boy, who's a, a former kickboxer, Rosenstruck, with big power. You know, mo most uh, or all but one of his wins are by knockout. I think that Almeida is going to close the distance safely, take him down, and I think he's going to find the submission here. And I have Almeida in the main event in our free bet here today for stay cashing in a parlay with another fight that I think is going to end inside the distance with Carlos Olberg from City Kickboxing. Um, is he uh, out of sight? Is that the, the co-main, Mike? Uh, no, no, no. It's earlier in the card, but Black Jag, you know, five wins, five wins uh, by knockout. Excellent kickboxing, and he's fighting Ihor Poteria, who's one and one in the UFC, both his win and his loss by knockout. And I don't think he's nearly as good as uh, Olberg. I think Olberg's going to finish him. So I took Olberg inside the distance and Almeida inside the distance in a parlay minus 110. That's your free bet here. And then we can ask Mickey about fighters that he might be more familiar with in the co-main. We have Anthony Lionheart-Smith, and he's facing Johnny Walker. Two big explosive finishers. That's a fight I'm looking forward to. And Mickey, I know you obviously you know both fighters there. Do you have an opinion in that fight? Man, you know, this is a this is a well informed show. I don't really have an opinion. I know it's gonna be, I know it's gonna be, uh, you know, a banger. Uh, you yeah, know what I mean? This should, this should definitely be a, a slugfest inside the distance. Yeah. yeah. I, I yes that if I were to make a bet I would say this one doesn't go the distance. Right. If yeah. I, I like that, I, I like so that. Too. I like yeah. that too. And and Mickey also Tommy it's interesting too and I've noticed from a lot of my fighters they pay very close attention to their division right rightfully so guys who they're going to fight and whatnot and there's so many UFC fighters and if you're not gambling and handicapping like we are or you're not a diehard like can't miss a fight fan you know they generally you know focus on their own division, which yeah, leads me to a question for Mickey. Mickey, you've trained with so many people, you know, out there um, in different weight classes. I used to have Mickey sometimes going with heavyweights. But in your division, Mickey, you know, um, whether you know them or not, I mean, who do you think in the, you know, 170-pound division is the cream of the crop? Maybe somebody who we don't know, our listeners don't know, on the come up, 
or somebody that's already there that you think will be champion someday? Like, uh, besides for myself, of course. Yeah, uh, sure, of course. I already put the future in. I put the bet in for for twenty twenty four. All right, that sounds good. Um, I think uh, you know we got a uh, you know, and he's been getting some 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 notice, but uh, Shavka trains with ah, us down love him. Yeah, down Killcliff, and he's you know he's a stud. He's he's like tall, lean, kind of has a similar build to LJ Raboli. But they're like where they don't look strong, but they're stronger than they look. They got like that, like sinewy, like like strength to them. Now let me tell, remind Tommy and Bill who he is, because I think I know. I think thing. I know. That's the uh, that's the Asian looking guy with yes. the that wears the the Khabib yes. thing, right? So, so Mickey, is he we wears have the a thing rule. he killed on his head or something. Yes. So yeah, we have a I rule. Like that, dude. We have a rule that if your name ends in OV, we have to bet on you. Auto bet. And also, if you wear a dead animal, wear that hat. Yeah, if you have, have a, if you have, have something, you, you especially if he didn't, he kill the thing. No, what he, what he did is he trained his pet hawk to hunt. I mean, come on, he has a pet hawk. What's he in Beast Killed Hunter? It, That's amazing. Taxidermed it, and now he wears it to the ring. And this guy's fucking. OB. You got to fucking bet him. This guy's my second ball. favorite fighter to Mickey Gall. Hey, that's pretty bad. That's, that's pretty bad, bad as fuck, man. Hell yeah. So yes. that's pretty cool. I uh, love I love that pick, Tommy, because I always say that uh Shafkat Rachmanov. No, you love this kid. Yeah, you were talking about it. Who did he yeah, fight? He yeah. fought Neil or Sonder Magni or some shit like that last fight. Um all right, we gotta get out of here in a minute, but I do want to get to the question in the chat. Um Mista uh says, Mickey, I'm competing in my first BJJ tournament tomorrow. Any words of wisdom? Yeah. Um breathe. Breathe in there. A lot of times people like, I, you know, I've done a lot of jujitsu tournaments coming up and uh, I'd always kind of get, get a little confidence as I would take my opponent down and I hear them <laughs> and I'm just, you know, chilling, taking my time. Let, you know, they're tiring themselves out. I'm cooking them. So I would say breathe, whether you're on the top or the bottom, find your spot, take your time, breathe a little bit and then get to work. And remember that it's, it's, it's a jujitsu fight, not a jujitsu match. So, you know, I've heard a lot of people uh, complaining about other people and complaining about myself, being like, "Oh, that guy went so rough." Well, it's a fucking jujitsu fight, man. Right. We're, you know what I mean, we can't punch, but you're, I'm gonna try and twist your limbs. You're gonna try and twist mine and choke me. So get out there and uh, you know have some fun. You get to be rough. That's what you're paying for. You get to go and, and play rough. So enjoy it. And and again, I'm not. I, I mean, I've been in fights, Mike, as you know, but I'm not a fighter like you guys. But I did do a lot of public speaking and shit uh, internationally and stuff and. That was tough when you first get started in front of a crowd, as I'm sure you get the same type of jitters when you walk into a cage. And the best advice I ever got from my mentor at the time was he told me the same exact thing, Mick. He said, fucking breathe. He's like, just yeah. breathe. Because that in anything in life, when you start to get nervous, or you start to get a little anxiety, that's what goes. And you guys know, Mike, you talk about it all the time in the ring. Once these guys lose their gas or lose their breath, you're done. Like, it's over. So just keeping your breathing locked in, that's, that's great I advice. Awesome advice, Mickey. Yeah, it's great it's advice. Because so it's something everyone overlooks, right? You're so busy talking about what am I going to do in the cage and what, you know, what, what move am I going to put on next? And you forget to fucking breathe. So I, I think it's phenomenal advice, honestly. Um, we got to get out of here in a minute. I did want to comment on one thing. Mike, I saw a clip of Mickey talking about uh, when you were saying some shit. You should have the check mark, Mick, when you were like, I should have a check mark because I do awesome shit. Uh Oh, what yeah, was yeah, that yeah. about? Because so, Mike's been fucking with me about my check mark that I lost back in 2020. So I think you may be on team team Tommy. So, well, I was uh, I was I was uh, kind of, kind of busting my my buddy Gerard's balls. Um, he was like being like this 
this, you know, Gerard get, likes to get very political. I like to keep things a little lighter. He's like, oh, oh the mer- uh, that's, what I'm that's why I lost my check mark. <laughs> He's like, meritocracy, it's saying who's important and who's this and who's that. You know what I mean? And I was like, uh, yeah, I actually, I like it. I earned <laughs> my check mark by being awesome. And doing you know, cool I, shit. <laughs> I don't like that people can just buy these check marks and act like they're awesome. I need to know who's important. Yep. I agree with you. It's funny. It's a bit of my elitists. You're elitist. Uh, listen, it's true. So, Mick, I had a like a quarter, a 250 million, 250,000 followers in 2020, and your partner will appreciate this. And I had a check mark because I had a radio show and shit, and I got deleted. They took away my whole account. They took away everything because I was, was doing conspiracy. I was, that was crushed. It's crushed. And now I don't. And now you can buy it, and I don't like it either. I think it's bullshit. I, th- I thought I earned it too. They took away your check mark and left you just like all those other normies. No, they oh. took away my whole oh, fucking they account. Away, they took away his followers. They took the, the two hundred fifty thousand. They took it all. It was erased. Yeah. It was canceled. Oh, I was I was wiped they, off they, the internet. I'm a threat to society. Damn. Yeah. So uh, me and your me and your partner got to talk one day. We'll probably have a yeah. similar similar views. Hopefully, but, uh, so I'm staying in, I'm staying in Jersey for another week. Uh, we oh, do our, our podcast when we're here in the city. Uh, so you know, if if uh, sometime this week, if you guys are available, let's get you on the show. I'm I'm talking to Gerard about uh, sticking around for another week. He's in Long Island filming uh, this show he does called That Show Tonight. Um, so if he if he sticks around, we'll have you guys on this week. Awesome, cool, yeah. And it works. Let's make sure we at least grab a drink, uh, if not that. But yeah, I'm down. I know Mike's down. Uh, before you go, Mick, I want you to take a second, promote anything you're going to be promoting, any sponsors, podcasts, anything you got going on, Twitter handles, social media handles. Uh, take a few minutes here and just promote whatever you want before we let you go. Ah, uh, man, I don't need to take too much time. I'm at Mickey Gall, M-I-C-K-E-Y-G-A-L-L. Um, and yeah, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be seeing me around. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, this is a great time and, you know, let me know anytime you guys want me back. Uh, we'll do it. I mean, how about every show? Yeah. So <laughs> well, the Mike and Mickey show or the Mickey and Mike show. I was thinking more get Mike out and move Mickey in, yeah, but okay, right. we can try that too. I'm gonna steal the song and everything. Mikey, you're so fine. Hey Mikey, you're so fine. All right, Mick, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Uh Bill, Mike, you guys want to say final words? Yeah, I want to thank Mickey again too. You know, we have a long history together. Always always one of my favorite guys in the room. Great person, great family. Um, Mickey, thank you very much for coming on, and I'm so happy to connect with you, and I look forward to, you know, future endeavors. So thanks for coming on, pal. And, Bill, did you have anything else? I know it just ran through the whole time. Oh, let's go, Rutgers! Let's go, Scarlet Knights! (laughs) There you go. There we go. All right, Mickey, appreciate you, brother. And everyone go follow at Mickey Gall, uh, Mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y-G-A-L-L on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the podcast, Slick and Thick. Mick, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Appreciate you coming out. Much love, boys. Thank you. Thanks, you go, All right. Constantino, any other bets or anything you wanted to give out? We're obviously over time, but that's fine. We had the yeah. interview. Uh, well, we have an 11 fight card now. We started at 14. We're down to 11. Another fight got canceled today. Three guys missed weight. So I did give that free parlay. We split last week, but we profited because I had two underdog bets last week. Bilal the bully Muhammad got the win. So we made a little bit of money there. And then I'm giving this parlay out for free. Um, two sides that I think are definitely going to win. And I think they most likely end inside the distance. Um, and that was the free bet here. Get signed up at 4D Bets, and I'll have some more bets for tomorrow. Last week, we went 4-1 and one for our subscribers, just one over five units. And I like some good spots here tomorrow. All right, cool. So get over to 4DBets.com. Uh, weekly, monthly, and three-month packages available. VIP 20, 20% off. Constantino, we'll talk to you later, my dude. Stay cash. All right. How you doing? You get some bets in over there? I got them all in. 
Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to share before we get out of here? Collect on Monday. Collect on Monday. Evan Hand, final words. Rigged. Rigged. All right. Boston Bruins. Fuck the Bruins. Go rub final words. I already did it. I mean, I didn't say final words, though. I said, is there anything else you want to share? Oh, so that was like your chance to like pontificate, wax I'm poetic. And then I was going to circle back to the final words. Fucking smack you. I will beat the shit out of you right after the show. Or Joey Rackets, Mike Constantino. Bill Rupp, Evan Hand, and of course, Mickey Gall for joining us. I am Tommy G. Get over to 4DBets.com, number 4DBets.com, VIP20. Get over there, sign up. We're going to fuck the universe this weekend, so get over there and do it. Good luck! Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Holt with a $1.99, Hein Kai Man. Let's go! <laughs>